0: Hello and welcome to WOW Reads, a podcast of World's of Words, Center of Global Literacies and Literatures. This is WRAPT, Reading Ambassador Program, where we're wrapped up in writing. And we are going to talk a little bit today about two books that were selected for the Big Read Tucson. Big Read Tucson is funded by the National Endowment for the Arts and features literary events from January to early March to explore the theme of water. The series centers on post-colonial love poem by Natalie Diaz and We Are Water Particulars written by Carol Lindstrom and illustrated by Michaela Goad. All right, and today we have two ambassadors and our literature discussant with us. Let's please go ahead and introduce ourselves.
1: I'm Sarah Logan, I am a grad student here at the University of Arizona and I am doing a grad assistantship in the world of words and I also work with the teen reading ambassador program um, helping with discussions.
2: My name is Itzel and I am a senior at Tucson High. Itzel, do you have news that you would like to share about your college application process? Um, yes, I will be attending Harvard University this fall, and I'm very excited. And this is my last year with the Latin Teen Reading Ambassadors that I've been a part of since freshman year. So I'm, I'm really happy to be here. I'm not sure I've heard of that university. Where, <laughs>
3: <laughs> You know, it's just a
2: small local one. Um, <laughs> it's in Cambridge, Massachusetts. So on of the course,
0: East Coast. of course, in East Coast School. All right.
3: Um, I'm Benji and I'm a junior at Flowing Wells High School and one of the two reading ambassadors here today. Yay, Benji. Benji. so
1: awesome to see you here. Okay. Well, I thought we would first just kind of start with talking about the amazing images, colors, um, pictures, uh, visuals in We Are Water Protectors. The illustrator, like Rebecca said, is Michaela Goad. Um, so I thought we'd just talk about how, what are some of your favorite images? How did the images and colors contribute kind of to the story? Um,
2: I I can go first. I think towards the end of the book, um, it shows, you know, like protests and, you know, um, I think it really resonated with me because of the pipeline issues that have been going on. So like protecting Oakland flat and stuff like that. And I remember, you know, just being really passionate about that because you know, as people from Arizona, we know that we cannot survive without water. And so it was just really important to see just kind of like the representation of what that looks like, especially as Arizonans and, um, how it brings kind of like indigenous aspects also to, to the story and to the perspective. So I really like that.
1: Yeah, definitely that indigenous perspective, the, uh, um, the feelings about water and um, the metaphor, metaphorical black snake in the story, likening that to the um, oil pipeline. Yeah, that, that was huge. Yeah, in the protest page. The colors just pop off the page, um, but it's also very clear that it's tied to um, the Dakota Access Pipeline. It's very clear that it's, it's tying to indigenous culture and heritage, but also making it relevant to society today.
0: Yeah, Benji, can you, I'm sorry,
1: Benji, can you, um, describe this page that we're talking about it's the
0: next it's the final final page of the story
3: um it's like a bunch of people who seem to be from like all different cultures and like ways of life all like standing on the page with signs that say stuff like water is life and protect the sacred which is really cool And if I knew anything about color theory, I could get so profound right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's (laughs) brightly colored, lots of colors.
2: I also like, just like the illustrations are so in-depth that like, I can see, you know, the elders of my community in those pages. And I can see, you know, myself as a little girl going to protest in those pages too. And I don't know, I don't remember what page it was on, but it's talking about, you like, all of the creatures in the land, and so it's talking about like the four-legged and the two-legged, and so that specific um, language is is really important to me because of how I grew up, and so I grew, you know, I was raised from like an indigenous family and participating in, you know, traditional traditional indigenous practices and stuff like that, and to to see, you know, that language is really, I think, not only unique but it it, it touches a place in my heart, kind of thing, so yeah
0: that. Oh, is it this is it this one we fight for those who cannot fight for themselves uh. the winged ones the crawling ones yeah and I think the next page also the four-legged the two-legged the plants trees rivers lakes the earth we are all related
2: yeah that. Yeah. yeah that really
1: resonated with me I, I really like that it's that connection to nature the importance of the elements of non-human beings. Um, and Benji brought up a great point about how all walks of life are um, are noticeable in that picture. All ages, yeah. Um, I think it would be actually one more thing with this, which um, Carol Lindstrom wrote this beautiful book, We Are Water Protectors. What? what do you all envision children learning from this story? Or what do you think, why is it so important for, for children to read this book, for, for adults too, maybe?
3: Um, I think that it's like really important for people to know more about what's going on around them. And teaching kids like very young that it's important to protect the environment could go like a long way in stuff like environmentalism for sure.
2: Yeah, um when I was a little girl, my nino used to tell me a story about like snakes and how they're really important because they're always connected to the land and so they never like they're always connected to the earth and so they're just slithering around and you know they never leave the earth and so it's really important to take care of it and when humans you know destroy it 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 disrupts like the snakes and that's why they're like really angry all the time and so that's like one of my favorite stories but I think like this book shows the way that like water connects us all and so we're made up of like 90% water or something like that and so we all have this one thing in us that like we can't live without and so if we if we don't protect that then there's not going to be any of us left and nothing to connect us with
1: anymore so yeah that's an excellent connecting us yeah it's vital um i think it would be and and carol lindstrom included a great pledge at the end for children um benji
0: would
3: you benji would you like to read the pledge
1: yeah sure
3: okay earth steward and water protector pledge i will do my best to honor Mother Earth and all its living beings, including the water and land. I will always remember to treat the earth as I would like to be treated. I will treat the winged ones, the crawling ones, the four-legged, the two-legged, the plants, trees, rivers, lakes, the earth with kindness and respect. I pledge to make this world a better place by being a steward of the earth and a protector of the water.
2: Can I add something really fast? I think also being like raised in like a border town, if that's what you want to call it. Like you see people dying every single day because they don't have water. And like, you know, the people that are crossing over and trying to come to the United States, like, you know, children die trying to cross because they don't have water. And so I think that's also like something that resonated with me is that knowing like, that there's people so close to us dying without this one thing. Yeah,
1: it's important to care for it. It's important that people have access to it. Yeah, that's an excellent point. I think this would be a good transition time for transitioning to the other book we're going to be talking about today: postcolonial love poem by Natalie Diaz. Um, we. I wanted to focus on, um, the the poem on page 46, the first water is the body. There was an excerpt um, actually on page 51 of that poem where Diaz writes, we think of our bodies as being all that we are. I am my body. This thinking helps us disrespect water, air, land, one another. But water is not external from our body, ourself. My elder says, cut off your ear and you will live. Cut off your hand, you will live. Cut off your leg. You can still live. Cut off your, cut off our water. We will not live more than a week. How does, um, how does this excerpt connect with the story that we just talked about? We are water protectors, and Itzel, I think you kind of touched on this with your own upbringing, and and also um, talking about people that need water and don't have access to it.
2: Yeah, um, I think also. Um, In this book, reservations are mentioned a lot. And um, me and my parents were having a conversation about how everything on the res is so expensive, including water. Because a lot of the times, you know, like, we'll take it like Arizona, for example. They're literally in the middle of nowhere. And so we were just talking about, like, how messed up it is that, like, original people of, like, this original land are, like, outcasted and forced into, like, systematical prop poverty and how they're forced to pay so much for like basic needs including water and so that was the thing that I was thinking about here Um, I think where in on page 46 where she says so far I have said the word river in every stanza I don't want to waste water I must preserve the river in my body Um, I like that and that kind of helped me make the connection towards
1: that
0: I liked that
3: too
1: it's L. I I liked that a lot yeah she uh natalie diaz i I like how she put that very explicitly that she mentioned the word river she did that a few other times um with concepts um another poem well and she's talking
0: about the Colorado River, oh, yeah. which again has so much connection here because I mean we have cap water
2: in Arizona, yeah yeah, I think her mentioning the Colorado River is, like, like, bringing outside, like, kind of knowledge is really important, considering that, like, um, we've had to push for, like, years and years and years for people to pay attention to, like, the water reserve that is, like, draining, and so for her to mention, like, I need to preserve, like, the the river in my body and stuff like that, like, I kind of made a connection because, you know, like, Native people of these lands and, like, people that have been protesting for years and years and years and saying like, you need to pay attention Mm -hmm. to this and you're not paying attention. I saw
0: saw on the news the other day, it's all just right about that. They were talking about um, how novel and unique and new it is that we're having these water issues. And I thought, oh man, (laughs) no, (laughs) they've been going on for a while, but we have not had to pay so much for water. We see it as a basic utility. And for a long time, you know, the, the government was involved in bringing water to everybody through these utilities, through our infrastructure, which now the infrastructure is crumbling and the water is going away. And we have been ignoring all of the people who have been asking for us to w- watch over this process. Yeah. yeah.
1: I wanted to talk about, I think it's on page 14 um Manhattan is a Lenape word um Diaz um makes a connection and actually I was going to bring up the author note in the back was really helpful in understanding some background knowledge um but Diaz notes in the author note that the glittering world um actually goes back to an origin story um is a reference to Mojave creation story Um, And it refers to how rocks and dirt gleamed. But in this poem, there's a lot of imagery of modern-day New York City. And just that juxtaposition between nature and what's treasured in indigenous culture and then what's kind of seen as light. Etzel, did you want to talk a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, so um, I think, like as a brown person, you're always kind of, like, hypo, hyper aware about, like, things that are going on around you, and so um, I'm really excited to start Harvard in the fall, but one of the things that where's I've that? Been
0: where's that? In fall. Cambridge.
2: <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that I've been um, just, like, talking about is how um, how hard it's going to be, like, not seeing people, not, like, being the majority type of, like, racial group if that's what you want to call Mm it um and reading this manhattan is a lenape word where it says um the things i know aren't easy i'm the only native american on the eighth floor of this hotel or any looking out any window of a turn-of-the-century building in manhattan and i was just kind of thinking about that because i was like that's gonna be me like um i think i think it's like less than 10 percent of of people that go to harvard are like brown people and so there's not a lot of brown people and um Mexican American students are actually the least amount of people that go there so um I really resonated with that because that's you know the environment that I'm going to be entering in and so yeah
0: Yeah. (laughs) I was just thinking about that you'll have to figure out how to conserve your river as well
2: yeah and also Mm -hmm. just sticking to like my roots and my identity and not not letting my river get polluted (laughs)
1: right That's a great point. Hmm. Benji, did you have anything to add about either of those poems that we, there was there in the uh, Manhattan is the Lenape word. Diaz just talks about a lot of like kind of noise pollution, light pollution um, in in her word choice. and just kind of how that feeds back, I think, to just um, in water, we are water protectors, just valuing nature um, and how that can kind of contrast with what we see on a day-to-day basis. Um,
3: yeah, if I can throw it back to the other poem, yeah, definitely, which was called
1: Was
2: it the one on page 46?
1: Yes. Oh, The First Water is the Body, yeah.
3: Yeah, which was called The First Water (laughs) is the Body. Um, That, like, kind of resonated with me because when you read the title, you think, like, oh, love poem, it's going to be about, like, romance and liking other people. But, like, it's about water. It's about, like, the earth and stuff. Which is really cool because it's saying that, like, love doesn't have to be about other people. It can also be about your surroundings. And the earth is something that you should love because it's part of you.
0: Uh, I believe to some unified school district has are you wait you're in flowing wells yes they but there is a unit on water in elementary school did you engage in any kind of water education
3: um well i grew up in three Mm points so i was in altar valley for up through like, until high school.
0: So when you were little, what kinds of thoughts did you have about water? What what was your experience yeah. with just water generally?
3: You asked how many thoughts I had about water. Probably not many. Yeah? Um. Because I was a little kid.
0: Yeah. It just came out of the tap. Yeah. Did you ever visit any arroyos or... No?
3: Probably not. Yeah.
0: So I think, like, when we're talking about... Manhattan is a Lenape word and we're talking about this juxtaposition of like the post-colonial setting of Manhattan right um really we are we do
1: we do see that disconnect a lot of times yeah I, I and I mean I myself as a kid um took water for granted took access to clean water for granted my surroundings you know I think Um, That's why books for children like We Are Water Protectors is so important. Um, It gives you the opportunity to see the world kind of outside of your own view and um, just think about other perspectives. I mean, so.
2: I think also when I think of Manhattan, like, you know, I watch Gossip Girl. <laughs> but <laughs> right. So I think of, like, yeah, people like Chuck Bass, you know. I personally, I love Chuck, but, like, he's really out of, ch- out of touch with, like, all of the things, you know. And so, like, the native people of, like, Central Park, like, and how they got displaced and how they probably also didn't have access to clean water mm-hmm. and how, like, a bunch of rich developers came in and was like, no more access to clean water for you because you're poor. Like, right. I think about that a lot and how, like, It took, like, generations of people to, like, finally try to get their voice out. And now barely people are listening because we're like, oh, no, we're running out of water. Right. Not
0: good. But we still are interested in economic growth
2: and development, which requires water. Yeah. I don't know. Like, maybe let's not use cement because that (laughs) takes a lot of water. (laughs) So you want some green spaces. Green spaces would be nice.
0: Let the water, let the monsoon water drain into the soil mm. yeah
2: um can i bring up another poem no oh no <laughs> <laughs> let's go for it okay so on page 17 um it's called american arithmetic 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 yeah arithmetic. Oh, that's a good poem I like that too. <laughs> um so um i th- i think i just have been thinking a lot about like my experience as a brown person so that's just what i'm going to talk about today um uh, I'm not good at math. Can you blame me? I've had an American education. We are Americans, and we are less than 1% of Americans. We do a better job of dying by police than we do existing. When, when we are dying, who should we call, the police or our senator? Please, someone call my mother. Oh. I think that really resonated with me. Um, I lately have been terrified of getting pulled over, Um, cause I didn't, I needed to renew my tags. And so I did, but for like the two weeks that it took to came to come in, I was like, if I get pulled over, like, I don't know what to do. And so when I read this, I was like, why, why did I have to have a conversation at five years old about how to engage with police? Like why, why am I so scared of like the protect and serve kind of thing? Mm -hmm. Um, and I was talking to my friend, um, my friend about it and she's going to Sarah Lawrence. And so we were just kind of talking about how like terrifying it is to feel like you could die at like the hands of somebody that's supposed to protect you. And Mm -hmm. so like I don't feel protected by police, not really by senators either, because politics is, you know, like a power game. Um, But my mother, my parents who taught me like how to protect myself in these situations, like I would call them. So I thought that was interesting. Like, it's an interesting perspective. And I don't know how it is on the East Coast, but I won't have to drive there. So that'll be nice. Oh, you said you will have to drive there? I won't have to drive, which I'm like, okay, okay, good. Now I just have to worry about whether or not I look suspicious.
1: Mm. Yeah, that was that you brought up a good point. That line is really is um, really strong with who are we going to call? Not the people making policy, not the people that we are supposedly supposed to trust. Um. Yeah, and
2: towards the end of the book, it says, at the National Museum of the American Indian, 68% of the collection is from the United States. I'm doing my best not to become a museum. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I thought of Black Panther, (laughs) because um, Killmonger, like, in his opening scene, is at a museum, and he's like, do you know where this is from? And, like, those are my ancestors kind of thing. And I think he ends up, like stealing it back but so many people were like killmonger's the problem like all this stuff and i'm like is he or is he just trying to like get the stuff that they stole back from him Mm
0: -hmm. do you remember when we read the firekeeper's daughter by angeline yeah that was great her her new book about nagpra the native american repatriation act it's about to come out oh yeah i'm gonna have to read that i know since especially it has that museum connection that whole poem actually is very powerful yeah yeah. And and surprised, it surprised me in some ways, I think, because I didn't really you know how you know a thing without knowing it? I feel like that poem was one that made things visible.
2: Yeah, I think I um I resonated with what Benji said is that like I really like I love the idea of love, and so I was really like I was like, "Oh my gosh, a whole poetry book about love. Yay." Mm-hmm. And then it was like it's love, but not the kind that you think yeah. so. And I also like how it like, like you gotta love yourself first kind of thing. But also like the protectors
0: too, like if we're gonna talk about who's protecting, we just uh, discussed this illustration in We Are the Water Protectors that shows all of this. All, uh, It's actually a, the diversity in this picture is of indigeneity, it's not it, it is not a picture of other diverse communities in that and so they are protecting themselves and their land but they're also protecting like there's a there's a whole other realm of protection that they're offering meanwhile on the other side of this what is not in this illustration are the is the presence that was there mm. um, uh, the sort of governmental police pro- Pr- protection that was on the other side of that so yeah. so one is protecting maybe legal interests maybe and the other one is protecting environmental ethical yeah. yeah so
1: that would be a great discussion to have with that picture alone what's on the other side of that you know
2: I like anyway. I like that Um, my grandma like her entire family were farm workers like straight up farm workers from like Yuma so you know they're like the reason that we have food on our table Mm -hmm. and she was the first person to i think like finish fifth grade in her family and so um she talks a lot about like the great protests of like cesar chavez Mm -hmm. and how like there were like dogs and like you know like attacking them and like all that kind of stuff and how her parents didn't let her protest because like they needed the money so bad Mm -hmm. because in, like, the 60s, they paid, like, 12 cents per part of, like, everything that you picked, and so, like, that perspective of, like, how do you do, like, what's right, but also keep your job, but also, like, don't upset, like, government authorities. Right. Yeah, so I, I thought, I think a lot about that when I see, like, books like this, and, like, you know, like, protecting our land, and, like, also like our job is also to protect our people so how do we do that at the same time yeah
3: um do we have any
0: final thoughts i think benji
3: yes um so i was talking about how love poems don't necessarily mean love earlier so i'd like to call back to that a little bit because there are some like parts of this that i feel like are very romantic um like, in Manhattan is a Lenape word, there's a stanza, um, I think, near the middle, and it says, she says, you make me feel like lightning. I say, I don't ever want to make you feel that white. It's too late. I can't stop seeing her bones. I'm counting the carpels, metacarpals of her hands inside me. And I feel like that's something that's like that's so personal and so intimate like just reading that makes me feel it feels like love reading that
2: mm. I like the way you say that it feels like love
0: yeah
3: i think i
2: also like the representation of like like i don't know how to word this but like brown love like indigenous love like 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 being able to fall in love like uniquely and not letting, like, your race be the only thing that, like, defines you, if that makes sense.
3: There's also another part that I kind of wanted to say. The poem that you brought up, Itzel, American Arithmetic, at the end it says, um, I'm a Native American, less than one, less than a whole, I'm less than myself. Only a fraction of the body, let's say I'm only a hand, and when I slip it beneath the shirt of my lover, I disappear completely. And I feel like that also really says something that's so intimate, like being one with your partner while also like talking about how you don't feel like you are one yourself. Yeah,
1: yeah. there's also, we haven't talked about this poem yet, but they don't love you like I love you. Benji, what you were just saying reminded me of Of this poem because there's also a feeling of the love from a mother and at the end of that poem there's um when my mother said they don't love you like i love you she meant natalie that doesn't mean you aren't good so there's that outsider perspective and then mom again the reference with mom being the one you call uh, mom being the one to remind you of your of your own worth and your love for yourself yeah, that ode to,
2: mom. Um, there was one. Wi- oh, here it says, "Someone to love you, someone not your kind, someone white, mm. some, someone, some many who live." I like, I like that one. Yeah. Okay, so this is Rebecca
0: with worlds of words center of global literacies and literatures here with the teen reading ambassadors uh, benji and benji and our lit discussant sarah i also want to thank liam arias our what would we call you production editor sound editor sound producer yeah, <laughs> he's getting lo- he's getting lots of applause silent applause here from our group um, we are recording in the dial lab at the university of arizona Uh, College of Education, and today we were talking about um, two books that are part of the Big Read Arizona. Um, We are Water Protectors by Carol Lindstrom, illustrated by Michaela Goad, and Postcolonial Love Poem by Natalie Diaz. For more information about the Big Read Arizona, uh, Big Read Tucson, visit bigread, one word, b-i-g-r-e-a-d dot arizona dot edu.